Have you ever wondered if there's a way to tell that something you see in films is not real, it's actually CGI? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, the CG Bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, are there examples of current CGI in film that are so well done that they are undetectable? Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast of the CG Insider. In today's episode, the CG Bros are going to answer the question, are there examples of CG in films that are so well done that they're undetectable? I'm Bill Johnston. And I'm Sean Johnston. And by the end of the podcast, not only will you have a thorough understanding of what undetectable CG is, you'll know where to look for uh, undetectable CG and how to spot it when you're watching movies. And you'll know why they're undetectable in the first place. And you'll gain insights into how it's used to create the illusion of reality in the movies and videos we watch every day. So what does it mean uh, when we say undetectable CG or CGI? Well, you know, it's funny when you're just in your intro here, I was just listening to you and I'm saying, okay, well, how are we going to, if it's undetectable, first of all, it's kind of a hard question. How are they going to be able to see something that's undetectable? Or I, I guess virtually, I guess virtually undetectable, right? Well, you only see bad CGI uh, when you see bad C- bad CGI. So, uh, to your point, yeah, it's very. Uh, that's why I thought this subject was pretty interesting, and that I thought it would be very intriguing for people to kind of see what we'd come up with. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of uh, was thinking about it um, when we we're going to be talking about this, and I was like, uh, "Hey, is this this uh, really seems to be a, a, a actually kind of a hard um, topic?" Because I thought it'd be super easy to. Or I thought, for for example, um, you know, be easy to find how many you know, digital humans that were detectable. Mm-hmm. Um, but other things I started as I started remembering and going through some of the examples uh, from our channel, um, I found so many that, you know, the VFX behind the scenes breakdowns were showing um, just stuff that uh, I, I didn't even realize going back through it, that there's things that I, in, you know, I, you remember, sometimes you remember things incorrectly. Uh-huh. I remembered things incorrectly. I thought this this was the CGI part, but no, this was actually the practical part, and I totally screwed up when I was looking at it. That's so, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I don't think there's anybody who uh, is a movie lover out there who hasn't uh, hasn't at some uh, point or another uh, had their movie t- totally wrecked by bad CG. So when you when you see it, um, it's pretty obvious. You know right? it, and yeah. when you when you you don't you know you don't recognize it then it's 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 unrecognizable it's undetectable for right. for that matter right well i mean um, i know some of the uh, some of the examples um you know going through in my own uh experience and and then also things that i've been referencing in in uh, vfx breakdowns is you know a lot of the things that are undetectable are tend to be you know environment backgrounds and you know prop objects and um those kind of things. Um, whereas I think they're getting really close, but I'm not sure in my own mind. I mean, there's a couple examples we'll talk about that are where they've nailed a, a digital human recreation where it basically looks so real that you uh, wouldn't be able to tell the difference. It's at, at least for your average person. Cause I think I know mm-hmm. that we are so attuned to that because that's what we do for a living so we're 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 analyzing and breaking things apart and looking at everything and um there's a lot of so so your trained eye 
is fooling or, or getting fooled as well, especially some of the latest movies we've been seeing and some of the effects mm-hmm. that they're doing. Um, it's pretty hard even for myself to tell. I agree. And I think that's because the, the characters are so right up in your face and we're so attuned to how facial muscles move and how expressions and emotions are portrayed. Uh, that you know, that uncanny valley is, is pretty apparent when we see it. But, uh, like you said, in some of the more recent films that we'll, we'll get to, um, or examples, they're, they're getting pretty close. Um, but like you said, I even see, um, things that are supposed to be, uh, undetectable, uh, just because I've been in the business for so long. And, um, it tends to be mostly with P with people because, uh, you know, if it's an environment or props or, or, um, I don't know, you know even uh, vehicle, background yeah, stuff. vehicles, you know, cars, jets, helicopters, ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think those things are really hard, even for the trained eye to find and see in a movie. Um, especially when they use the, the, the right camera, you know, a real camera. Yeah. Um, that, that really uh, tends to, to make it so that my eye doesn't see them. I agree 100%. Yep. And for you guys out there, if, if, if you don't notice them, don't panic because, you you know, if you don't see uh, effects that are invisible, it's because you're not supposed to. Right. It's, they're, they're, not tr- they're not trying to make it obvious, obvious you know, basically. <laughs> exactly. So um, for me, invisible effects, uh, and I, we can just call them invisible effects or invisible CGI, if you will. Sure. Uh, they're... Why do why do people uh, use invisible CG anyway? I mean, why do they try to make it invisible, or or you know why don't they just uh, shoot it in the camera or or something like that? Well, I think a lot of it is expense. Um, you know, getting to getting to a location and actually you know filming a scene. Um, you know, obviously it takes a lot of money, and and um, and then obviously the the uh, um, the uh, Weather has to be uh, in your uh, in your favor a lot of times, and so I think it's it it can it can save time uh, and save money. Um, the time being, you can actually control your environments a lot better if they're in CG, where you can place them wherever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's a really good, um, uh, basically a big plus on that. Yeah, it's often used because, like you said, uh, you can't get to even some places that you want to shoot your film. Like even in certain countries, uh, you know, you you can't, especially with the COVID lockdown restrictions, you're not allowed to shoot a film in those countries. Mm -hmm. So if you want to shoot in Egypt or, you know, Bahrain or something, Mm -hmm. uh, you will have to do that in CG because you can't do it in real real life. Right. And I I think uh, also... um you know, the even if you had a, a place that you're actually going to go to an actual destination or, you know, uh, where you're going to shoot it outside, you may not have um, the exact look that you're you're thinking about having. So there there may be um, things that you want to augment in the background with with CG that you normally wouldn't see in a normal background as well. Oh, like like in, in a case of uh, science, sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi. sci-fi films yeah sci-fi films are one of them yeah for sure um but i mean even even if you're you know you 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 know traditionally you'll see you know background map paintings that they'll use to extend out i think we we talked about this last time in the last podcast about mandalorian where they're building in in unreal 
They're building, you know, whole sets of, of, of backgrounds, uh, you know, not just, just, not just the indoors uh, portion of it, but also outdoors as well. And so you, it's, they're really hard to detect. I, I was noticing that when I was looking at some of the Mandalorian stuff, it's just so difficult to detect whether or not that's an actual computer generated background mm-hmm. or, um, you know, somebody's actually shot it somewhere, like maybe in a desert area somewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're, that's really true. I think movies that, that take place in the future uh, are really hard to visualize, and you have to, you know, do uh, undetectable CG or invisible CG because, uh, you know, as opposed to as opposed to um, movies of the past or, or, or movies made uh, to depict the past, um, you know, I think I think that's primarily where it's used. I mean, if science fiction, you you've never seen something before, and and they try to make it photo real. Right, I think right. that's the the key to undetectable or invisible is is that photo real component. No, that's true. The the, the historical um, films um, are really, I I totally agree with you on that. There's you know trying to recreate the uh, the the Roman Colosseum and those kind of things. Um, I mean, you just just the entire what Rome looked like back then, the entire mm-hmm, city. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that I think you definitely, that, I mean, you're going, okay, I'm looking at this, this movie and I'm seeing these people, you know, obviously they're using, um, some type of, um, you know, particle effect for all the, uh, or mass. What, what was the name of the one that, uh, that they use in, um, Lord of the Rings for the, uh, for the populating people using, you know, people. Oh, massive. Massive. Yeah. So you you have all of these, these massive characters in this big, uh, Coliseum. That's not, you know, is in your own mind is not there because we didn't have the ability to, to uh, you know, <laughs> shoot movies back then. But and then you're recreating it in such a realistic way that it's really hard to uh, detect those things. That's a really good point. Um, I, I think in most movies these days, those crowd scenes, there are pe- people are in the stadiums or or crowds in the background or or wherever crowds exist. I mean, can you imagine the expense of hiring all those extras and and managing them and and you know, okay, cut and right. Uh, it's it's really really difficult. And so I, I think that's that's a one real primary use of the invisible effects. Yeah, and I, I see those a lot in commercials too. So where they have stadiums for you know using the crowd, um, you know basically the effects that they're using to um, like a mass. What is it called again? Uh, massive, <laughs> massive, massive. That's you're more on the VFX part of things. So yeah, I wouldn't know that as well. So yeah, massive is a crowd simulation software, and uh, it's quite sophisticated. It, it allows uh, behaviors, and and behaviors uh, are triggered by other behaviors. It's it, it was used in a lot of the battle scenes, especially like Sean, you mentioned Lord of the Rings, um, as well as a lot of the other war movies where you've got these massive crowds of people battling each other with horses, and 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 it, it looks pretty convincing, actually. Yeah, um, would you would you say a lot of those things uh, are hard to detect, or would you say that's that's pretty easy to detect? You know, I, I think just because I know it's it's such an impracticable th- a thing to do uh, from a director standpoint, uh, it's got to be CG. And the the background crowds look so great now that I mean, they're oftentimes they're real people. They're not even CG people. They're just real real people that have been composited together uh, in in stadiums, say. Um, yeah, for sure. Soccer yeah, stadiums, just, football fo- stadiums, those kind of exactly, things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a question. Do you run a small business online, but find that it lacks online presence? Are you truly engaged with your customer base and prospects? You might want to check out AlphaWave Systems. 
They build responsive and eye-popping websites and get first-page Google ranking results. They can energize your digital channels to grow your customer base and revenue. So whether it's a new website, increased social media presence, customer relations management, or analytics, you can grow your business in the cloud and experience rapid and tangible results. Go to alphawave.io to learn how. You know, one, one uh, example that comes to my mind of invisible effects is, is the Forrest Gump movie. Uh, you know, when I saw the feather floating around and oh yeah, um, great example. You know, I said, "How the heck are they, you know, shooting that feather?" Um, and of course, you know, it's a CGI feather, but you can't really tell. No, and over over time, things have just gotten so much better. Um, I mean, looking back, way back at the very beginning of them even recreating CGI um, characters, you know, human characters. Um, some of them have been just really, really horrible. Any, any come to mind that uh, just totally stand out as like, wow, that I can't even believe they actually shot that. Well, I tried not to remember those, but yeah, they're painfully, painfully burned in my brain. I, uh, I think everybody knows about the uh, Scorpion King or yeah, the Rock. <laughs> that is probably the worst piece of CGI I've seen ever. You know, it, it is, and you get, get that uncanny valley. I mean, everything looks so weird and, and di- like a disturbing uh, nightmare. Um, I, I got a lot of that also when when I saw when the Mummy came out, and you know the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that the the Mummy just looked so grainy and so unreal. It was ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was distracting to me because I was just looking at it, going, "Wow, that's really bad." Yeah, that's why I think they really can get away with it mostly in the background. Uh, that that's one of the main reasons. Um, except, well, especially in the in this uh, Forrest Gump movie that I was talking about, you know, that scene with John Kennedy that that's pretty in your face, and that was done really well, where they inserted Forrest Gump and he's shaking John Kennedy's hand. Oh yeah, and then what about the ping pong ball? And that the ping pong ball was real. <laughs> it was exactly, amazing. Right, like, right. Did right. they train him in the uh, you know during this, the shoot of this thing? It was amazing. What about Lieutenant Dan's amputated legs? I thought it looked like he really had amputated legs, right? Yes, absolutely. I thought that was fantastic. Gosh, there's so many we can even think about um, that are just so, so good. Let's go back to that. Um, Is there anybody, um, any of the scenes that you've seen in recent films that, you know, at least for digital humans, you know, digital humans are concerned. Is there anything that you've seen recently that actually looks like a digital human and you cannot tell the difference or undetectable? No, the digital. Well, because I have depends something on in my close mind. up you get. I have something in my mind. <laughs> oh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Well, late, uh, you know, the movie was uh, was not great, but the CGI that I saw, the digital uh, dupe, uh, basically the the digital characters for um, John Connor and Sarah Connor in uh, the Terminator Dark Fate, uh, the opening scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did you actually see that? I did. Uh, did you not think that 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 was amazing the the tracking and the the replacement of of a young arnold as the terminator looked so real i mean i knew it wasn't his body but just it looked so seamless to me and then and then the young the young sarah connor and then you know john you know when he was being shot not to give anything away guys um but uh, i thought that was probably the the best i've ever seen um in my in, in my view yeah, I have to agree. That's probably one of the best recent examples. I know that they've they've done uh, what Fast and Furious um, and others. Uh, sp- you know, particularly uh, even recently Gemini Man with Will Smith. 
his two kick carries. Did you get a chance to see that? I, I did. I, I, I really liked that. I liked the movie, actually. It was really entertaining. Um, but I did think it looked really, really good. How about you? I thought it was good, too. I think there was just slight oh tightness in the face yeah. that, that didn't work. But it was so unnoticeable that I don't think that people who have an untrained eye uh, really would notice it. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I agree with that. You know, I think, um, you know, a lot of places where invisible effects are, are used in, in, in um, you know, the superhero movies, we, we obviously they can't uh, destroy entire cityscapes. So that, you know, in the Avengers movies, the whole entire cityscapes are done uh, in CG uh, and they look pretty darn real. Yeah, the, especially when they're being destroyed. Um, some of the stuff that they, you know, I, I do notice, though, there's a little bit to me, a little bit too much dust. But, you know, um, I, you know, don't you think there's a, they add a little bit too much dust in some of it? Well, they have to make it cinematic, you know. Right. And right. really, you know, people have gotten pretty sophisticated and they were really looking for that punch factor, that real wow. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Um, when I do look at some of the. Um, disaster movies uh, of recent times. Uh, the buildings, though, when they're actually crumbling and falling down, uh, I I can't tell the difference. I really can't. It's it's amazing to me whether they used a big, a practical uh, model and you know on at the studio or they've actually uh, done it in CG. It's so hard to tell. Well, even in the movie 2012, that that was some pretty convincing yeah. Uh, CG. Yeah, definitely. The water, the water was amazing. I mean. Uh, to me, I think, you know, the hardest things for me to detect now, you know, even the thing, you know, you know, just the things we've talked about already, but more than more than that are, you know, just the the explosion effects and the fire now that they can you can generate with Houdini and and other programs. It's just amazing to me um, those kind of things, weather effects, you know, uh, you know, obviously smoke, rain and fog and volumetric things uh well, yeah the snowstorm the snowstorms in the girl and the dragon with the dragon tattoo were uh, overlaid onto a clear sky wow that's a, that's amazing yeah sky re- replacements i mean how are you gonna know you can't you can't tell unless you saw the original um and then i also you know when they're cutting things out of, of scenes too when they're masking things out i don't see you know when i'm when i'm watching the vfx breakdowns i really can see a lot of like signage and uh, you know, all the different uh, trees and, and buildings and, and, you know, cars or something moving in the background. They've, they've basically just masked that all out and you can't tell the difference. It's so amazing. No, and they put in uh, period cars and period buildings like in the, the movie 1917 that just recently came out. Uh, it takes place in war-torn France. Oh, I got to see that. And there is no way. I mean, it looks so real. Um that you could, uh, you know, you wouldn't tear down a town just to film a movie. So no, no, and then uh, obviously changing the weather too. They, you know, a lot of times I'll film it with, you know, just a normal uh, sunny day, and then like you said, they'll replace the backgrounds, and then they'll add snow to the ground, and they'll add, you know, particle system on top of that, and then they'll composite, um, you know, snow on the on the actual rooftops and buildings, and there's so many examples of that. There's so many shows on Amazon and and Netflix that you can see those things, um, you know, recreated that just, um, you know, originally where the weather is, it wasn't party, it wasn't helping or, or the weather was perfect and you wanted to make it, you know, look really, uh, you know, like a lot of weather, uh, coming in. Well, they always also use that to that point is that they do a lot of day for night shots uh, and they film true. it during the day and they, pro- they, they do CG work that, that makes it look like it's done at night. Yeah. Have you, have you seen any recent that you could detect that were, 
practical on, for example, you know, prosthetics, like you're mentioning with uh, Lieutenant Dan. I've seen I've seen some stuff recently that I thought were real, like a makeup artist had put on the person's face, and there's actually a CG replacement. That- yeah, I know they use that a lot in the Joker movie. Uh, oh, where where a lot of the blood effects in the Joker movie and and even uh, a lot of the John Wick movies, uh, it's all digital blood. Wow, I did I did see um, Alita. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, that's an outstanding film. Yeah, I mean the 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 body replacements and some of those characters, uh, I didn't even realize it was a full you know it was a digital basically a digital body where they left the the head of the of the actor. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Well, I know that uh, I, I recently saw John Wick Parabellum. Uh, John Wick three, and uh, I was really surprised to learn that the characters in the battle scene, one of the scenes in there, uh, where they're fighting in a big glass uh, area, uh, the glass really wasn't there, and uh, Method Studios did a great job of uh, putting in CG glass. Wow! Uh, it, of course, actors can't be battling within right. uh, shards of glass. Yeah. Right. So it's it's almost uh, it's so many examples of of that um, you know undetectability of the CGI. Um, I'm noticing a lot of now that I can't see is when I'm seeing, um, you know, ships uh, on the water, for example, some of the colonial ships and some of the series recently um, on Netflix and and Amazon um, called one of them, I believe, is is uh, called um, Crossbones. And that one I I went through looking looking through the VFX of that one. I cannot tell the difference uh, from a real ship to to one that uh, is. you know, CGI generated in the water, I sure as heck can't tell. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, when I first was getting into CG, one of the one of my favorite movies was uh, Spawn. To see his cape flowing around, and it it looked so CG, but that's what kind of made it look like it was from hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these days, you know, especially in in the superhero movies, uh, I know Henry Cavill, uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, his cape was CG and added after the fact. Huh. Um, and even in Captain America, um, a lot of, where he actually uses his shield, the shield is Shiji. Oh, Shiji, Shiji. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Go uh, ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, even in some of the um, the series, the Tom Clancy's uh, Jack Ryan series, mm-hmm. um, where they took a C-130 Hercules and they replaced, basically textured the entire thing with, uh, you know, gray U.S. Air Force markings and gritty textures um, I can't tell the difference. It's just amazing. Yeah, I, I recently saw uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and uh, uh, most of those racing scenes where the cars are racing together around the track, the crowds, of course. Mm-hmm. But no, the actual cars were CG. Yeah, it looks pretty. I didn't see that. I got to see that movie. That's a good one. I've heard it was really good. Well, I mean, a lot of the times they'll they'll um, they'll do replacements of props. You know, for example, tail and and main rotors of of, uh, you know, let's say a helicopter where you've got the, you know, basically it's parked for the shot and then they've basically rendered in the CGI uh, tail rotors and the main rotors and just animated them. And you can't, you cannot tell the difference. You know, funny thing um, with uh, the, do you remember the Mad Max Fury Road? Mm -hmm. A lot of people thought the cars in Mad Max were CGI, but it's not true. Almost all the cars, since they were had custom modifications and stuff like that, uh, they didn't use CGI at all for the cars. Really? It was uh, just all the, no, the background was CG and the, mm-hmm. the dust storms and all that stuff, but they actually, the cars were not CG. What about, um, what about the, the guys on those long poles? Do you, were, were those, um, were those comped in or were those actual CG, 
Uh, or they CG? Are they real actors? I mean, how did they do that? Do you know? No, all that stuff was, they actually had long poles that they were putting those actors on. Man, that amazing, yeah. amazing. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Well, you know, you talked about uh, backdrops uh, just a bit ago. Um, and, and yeah, set extensions are a huge part of uh, invisible CG. And I, I remember uh, one scene that impressed me in particular was uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Those beachside mansions as the camera's, you know, pulling up on yeah. the beach and you see all those people partying. Mm -hmm. Um, that was all CG, except for the people, of course. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, we, we could go on and on and on. And I, I think I think some of the things that the, the thing recently, I think some of the things that have actually, you know, I'll mention a couple more that, that kind of um, I think didn't hit the mark uh, as far as, you know, CG digital replacements was um, the latest Star Wars um, or actually Rogue One, I should say. Oh. Um, I thought... Uh, you know, the commander um, did not look like Peter Cushing at all. I thought I thought they could have done a much, much better job on that one. What did you think about that one? You know, when you see them side by side, you definitely can uh, see the difference uh, from the live one to the CG one. But I, I think they did a pretty decent job. Uh, but again, his face looked really tight. And I think that's the giveaway for me. Yeah, I think uh, the deformation um, of the mash around the mouth and the nose as well as um, you know the subtleties and the reflection of, of and light of the eyes was kind of off. Um, many times, I, I think that's what kind of gives away the CG characters that are trying to you know basically digital doubles. Um, the the eyes. eyes, the eyes just look lifeless. It's just something mm -hmm. wrong in there that you can you can see. So doll's um, eyes. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I did find uh, on online just recently somebody did an actual deep fake replacement for Tarkin, which I thought looked a lot better than the CGI version. And I know they spent lots of money on that one to get those shots. Well, yeah, and they actually did Princess Leia as well. I don't know if you saw that. That was really amazing. Yeah, I I, I kind of could see something wrong with that. Um, it was hard to tell, put my finger on it, but I it didn't look as good as it could. You mean, are you talking about the deep fake of it compared to the CGI one? No, the actual one that they put out in the movie. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it just if you look at the deep fake one, I, I just recently, I know... To me, I think that's where the future is, and a lot of this, uh, you know, recreating um, characters or, or actors when they're either young or they've passed away. I think they're going to have to use some similar thing to that because the CG is a lot of times when you're making, you know, sculpting something, it's basically the artist's view of what he thinks the person looks like in his own mind, um, and it's and you could have two two modelers doing it, and you'll get a slightly different. Um, a sculpt in each each character, you know, modeler. Because they see it differently. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, the problem is it's an interpretation of what they think it, what the person's supposed to look like. Unless I guess they have a, a life cast that they've done. Um, you know, maybe they're, they're digitizing that and working from there, but I, I don't know. I don't, I just, yeah. I think they're going to be struggling with that for a little while. Well, I think the de-aging part of, of CG effects is pretty, um, it's getting better, but it, that that's another problem area, I think, where they try to make someone younger than they are. Like, uh, what was it, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci in The Irishman? Well, that was, um, yeah, that's that one did not work out very well. <laughs> and then, uh, was it uh, X-Men Last Stand, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen? Um, that was the first time I, I think I saw that, that being done. I and, the, and I was like really blown away when I didn't even know going into the movie and I saw that. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that... How did they do that? That really looked amazing. They paint every single frame. Oh, how, wow. 
Do you, no, no, I'm just wondering, how, how exactly did they do that shot? I don't know that still to this well, day. Well, that was the first uh, Hollywood film to actually use de-aging. Yeah. Back in 2005. Yeah, I, 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 from what I understand, they're using they're using models, right? Um, 3D models, and then they're basically yeah, just overlays. overlay uh-huh. comps on the, on top of that. Yep. Yeah, that's the, and they're tracking it. It's amazing. Well, some of the most uh, seamless of the invisible effects work is also kept a really tight secret in Hollywood. Huh. Um, it's called beauty work. And it's basically digital cosmetic surgery, kind of along the lines of the de-aging. Mm-hmm. But they, they augment breasts. Uh, they fix actors' bad skin. They, they tr- straighten teeth. Uh, their eyes are enhanced. Uh, jaws are even squared off. And I've even seen some uh, instances where dudes get six-packs. Wow. I, where I, they've you know, <laughs> got, got a belly going on. That's amazing. That is great. Well, we're kind of uh, getting down to the uh, end of the podcast. Is there any other thoughts you have on? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of round it out, I think some of the the, the good representations are undetectable to me. Um, is the the orangutan and in, in in the new Planet of the Apes series? Um, I think the orangutan looked really real. What would you think of that one? I have to agree with you there. That was probably one of the better uh, ape. Um, animations that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, if they put it in, in a commercial or something and with some realism in there, I there's no way. Even at the close-up, you'd be able to tell the difference. I really don't think you could. Well, I know that in the in commercials I, I that I find uh, pretty interesting is a lot of the car commercials are CG entirely. Uh, they haven't used real cars in car commercials for years. Yeah, I, I have seen a lot of that. Those are really, really hard to detect. Um, and, you know, yeah, I've seen recently some of the ones where they're they're making a car commercial where they've got uh, an actual like the innards of a car, just the wheels and everything else with with tracking markers all over it, just mm-hmm. you know riding around. And they just match it with the CG car. Um, it's amazing. You, you can't even tell the difference. I agree, and you know it's a lot easier to keep the car, the cars clean too. Oh yeah, exactly. Of course, <laughs> and then you can control you know a lot of the shots. Um, yeah, and that's the thing too is that if you've got a ni- really nice, believable digital asset, that you can reuse it uh, without having to, you know, clean it and polish it, and and you can't see the camera crew and the reflections, and it's 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 just uh, for all practical purposes the uh, best of b- both worlds. Yeah, I I, I have a hard time also. Um, just in another another good uh, und- well, basically undetectable would be some of the sharks in some of the recent movies. Um, I've been seeing a lot of those and. Some of the sh- the scenes, I, I I swear I did not know that that was water um, that was generated, CGI generated, plus the the shark and some of these sh- most of the sh- well actually all the shots were well, even uh, the fish were, were real that, that swim yeah. around or, or CGI. It was amazing. Yeah. It looked real. Yeah, they add the bubbles, they add uh, the, re- the refraction, they add the caustics. It's really uh, it's really believable. Well, yeah, when it, when it, when the shark's moving, the muscles move along with it in the gill area and and the teeth and the just the the physics uh, are just super impressive. Yeah, it's really getting exciting in the business. Yeah, I mean, there, we could just there's example after example and a lot more than than I was I could even talk about. We could talk for hours and hours on this. Well, you know, why don't we go ahead and wrap it up for about thirty minutes now. Um, I thought this was a really interesting subject, and and we hope you guys out there enjoyed the discussion we had. Uh, We talked about some of the examples of CGI in movies and TV that were so well done that they were invisible and uh, that we know about anyway. And, of course, there was a lot we missed, like you said. 
Yeah. And, and some that we just didn't see. <laughs> yeah, I, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so we also covered why they're undetectable and uh, how how invisible CGI is most effectively used. Uh, and you should know enough now to spot some of them yourself and at least know when they're being used, even if you can't see them. Yeah, and if you're uh, interested also, go, uh, look at a bunch of the VFX breakdowns on our channel. Um, the CG Bros. You can see a lot of behind-the-scenes um, footage of that and, uh, and lots of good examples. Excellent. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, and and Laz, to your point, we didn't cover all the examples, but um, if you guys know of some, please let us know. And if you have any questions and you'd like uh, that you'd like us to maybe address in a future podcast, head over to our website at thecgbros.com and head up to the Ask Us Anything menu and ask your question there. Uh, we want to say a big thank you to everyone uh, for your support. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button and click the bell so that you'll be notified when there's a new uh, podcast that we upload. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week's podcast. Um, we'll be discussing the subject of how can I get a job in gaming? Ah, oh, sounds great. That'll be a fun yeah, one. We, and uh, we'll see you then. Uh, bye for now. Bye-bye. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, are there examples of current CGI in film that are so well done that they are undetectable? Thanks for being with us. If you enjoyed our presentation, please hit the like button. And if you haven't yet subscribed, hit the subscribe button. To be sure you'll be notified about the next episode in this series, hit the notification bell. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast. Be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how can I get a job in gaming? This has been episode 2103 of the CG Bros CGI Insider Podcast. See you next time.